0: What's up everybody, it's the one and only Miss Chris, coming back to you live on Ask Miss Chris every Monday. I hope you guys had an amazing two weeks. I took um, the last week off. I needed some time to myself, I needed to rest. I also needed to celebrate all my Sagittarius friends. Shout out to Sagittarius season. One thing about Sagittarius season, you will always get to see me outside in the club. Enjoying myself, and not even the club, because you know I'm always outside enjoying myself. You know that's what I do for a living. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. <laughs> if somebody asks you what Miss Chris does for for a living, she's doing herself. I'm doing me. However, Sagittarius reason, um, Sagittarius season will also always bring me back to thank you, Josh. Bring me back to um I don't know, spending time with friends, spending nice time, and you know of substance i'm thinking of for example all the nice little happy birthday rendition we had for all my friends if i'm to try to remember all the sagittarius i know we had blaze's birthdays um soon enough last week i think we also had inez few days ago miss Munib, my baby we had sam Houston, we had sammy we had coco so many so many sagittarius happy birthday to the sagittarius my good friend loony luna from high school and elementary school mike Happy birthday to the Sages. You people, you know, you bring joy and laughter to the world. Isn't there a Christmas song called Joy to the World? I baptize it, Joy to the World, Sages, Ode to a Sag. So back to the topics. Yes, yeah, so I had an amazing two weeks myself. Outside of the birthdays, what did I do? I performed at Cafe Cleopatra. Let me tell you one thing. Shout out to everybody that was at Cafe Cleopatra two weeks ago, I think, or last week. Thank you the weekend before last thank you so much the energy i just had so much fun this was this was one of my most favorite performances uh, dance numbers that i've done in quite a while if not and ever i really it was really nice also to be able to perform for a good cause i performed with an amazing lineups with mimi Sayana, Edie, a you know just all of us getting together um to really bring money up for valeria to bring money up for aztec and a few people don't know about let me drink some water. If people at home are wondering, wondering, no, I'm not sad. I am not dreading and draining myself. No, no, no. I am kinda under the weather in a way. But let me drink some water. Uh, I'm already feeling better. So yeah, basically, I shout out to the people that really that got on the lineup with me to perform for Aztec. It was really nice. If you people don't know what Aztec is about, you can always look it up. A-S-T-T-E-Q. Aztec is an amazing um organization that really puts down and laid down, lays down lays down, the work for trans women all over Quebec, they really make sure the girls are safe the best that they can, they make sure the girls are eating, they also make sure that their girls get the um, treatment and experiences that they deserve. Aztec often does dinner, community dinners for low-income trans women all over the city, so if, you're, if you really want to give money, especially if you want to help around Christmas time and holidays, they could definitely use a volunteer or two, I know they have Christmas dinners coming up, so... If you have, you know, a little Christmas holiday season in your heart, you know where to direct it to after that. Oh my God, it's, it's the worst part of being under the weather because when it comes to my energy, I'm feeling top 10. But my nose, anyway, I'm telling you, my nose is stuffed. No, that might not be under the weather energy. That might be she-went-to-party energy. However, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to diagnose myself but back to what i'm gonna be doing so there was also um mm, i went to see special interest at casa del popo which is why i started the episode today with a casa with a um, special interest slash boy harsher remix it was so fun what i'm telling you i had so much fun there was also Sana and hrt on the lineup this whole night was just what i'm telling you i oh my god because a lot of people a lot of people don't know i'm a rock girl at heart one thing about Miss Grace, you put me on any show, and you'll lose me in the crowd with somebody's granddaddy. It could be a country. I told Miss Hugo one day, it could be a country show. You would still lose me in the crowd doing the square line dancing with somebody's granddad. I enjoy myself thoroughly to the sound of music. No Julian Andrews. Just the pure old sound of music, honey. So when I went to Special Interest with HRT and on Lineup, um, there was no name for the event itself. It was just a Casade popular event, but... When I'm telling you, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I was in the mosh pit of it all. Me and Miss Me were dodging the people running towards us in the crowd. It was just amazing. I had the time of my life. Shout out to everybody at Casa de for putting this together. I think Chris Wiga was involved. Shout out to Chris the, the flare I was looking at it just now. I loved it. Rico. Also, um, special goodbye to Rico and Nate. They both um, left the city of Montreal to move back to other places. That's their business. If you don't know, you don't know. But... We'll always think of you, and you guys played a big part in this city in the past few years, so we really acknowledge it, and thank you also for the exhibition that I got to see in it. It was really fun. Jackie Beaumont, you people should be looking up this name, Jacqueline Beaumont. She is the lady of the future. When it comes to merging art, science, and just all her practices and knowledge together, I have yet to not be in complete awe at Jackie's work and the exhibition was no exception so shout out to Jackie you're doing the damn thing so is there anything else i need to ah uh, yes so one last thing i will be performing well not really performing i will be standing in a center i presume there's gonna be a drink and draw at uh, nouvel établissement next week so i'm um, hosted by ling de Friet. i'm gonna be one of the models that you're gonna to have to draw it's gonna be really cute so Come through, come see me, come draw me in all my glory. <laughs> Bars. But yes, yeah, so come to the event. It's gonna be at Nouveau Etablissement. You already know what it says. I don't need the exact address, but just look it up. Nouvel Etablissement, where Quirkant used to be, or IP quirkant. So I'll be there. It's gonna be on the 14th. Yes. It's gonna be on December 14th from 6 to 8, if I remember correctly. Actually 8. I have to be there at 6. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So at 8 p.m. it starts. The open for the events, you can come, draw me, have a sip, and let's chit-chat. I don't know if I can speak while I'm standing up, but yeah, we'll see. If not, have a good body language. <laughs> so back to the topic today. The topic today, gender, um, sex beyond gender and genitalia. So like I told you guys when I did, because last week was a replay, right? Last week, we. I love how Shout out to Wendy Williams. I love how Wendy used to call her, replace um, her encore. <laughs> so, last week was an encore of the week before. And as I told you guys in my caption for today's episode, I thought after doing the queer heterosexuality episode, I should definitely. Mm, follow it up in like almost two to three part act, anyway. Because my thing is, at first, that episode I was supposed to have. A back-to-back in a way with um, two other bi- bisexual slash pansexual people that I, that I know, friends that I have, to come on the show and give their point of view of sexuality beyond gender and genitalia, right? But then I thought, before doing so, because after doing the queer heterosexuality and the spectrum of, spectrum of uh, straight and, you know, heterosexual people, I thought, why not, why not do the same thing with the girls, with the queers, with the people that, you know with the people why not doing it with us because at the end of the day something of that sort kind of does up things of that sort do happen they do and that's why when i posted um the flyer with the text itself let me read it for you so you can really get some context because i think you, most of you guys have heard by now the queer heterosexual episode queer, queer heterosexuality so let's see what i came up with this week in terms of the little riddle just to put you guys in the bath Sex beyond gender or genitalia, and also, my apologies in advance for my voice, sexual attraction is one thing, sexual chemistry is another. But when it comes to sexual attraction, where does yours lay? Beyond gender or beyond genitalia? Now I want you to think of your answer. Where does it leave the sexual chemistry? Is it in relation to one or both gender and genitalia? So, if you need a little help to really situate yourself in the question, right? Because I understand I was speaking in riddles. I was watching. Did I write this after watch? I watched Wednesday. By the way, I watched Wednesday on Netflix. I love it. I'm a big Adams Family fan. I loved Wednesday. Jenna Altiga did her thing. Yes, we love to see it. But so I was speaking in riddles almost. However,. My thing is sexual attract—sexual attraction being one thing and then sexual chemistry being another, right? Let's go part by part. Sexual attraction being one thing. We all know what sexual attraction is about. We definitely all know it. Sexual attraction, if I was to give a definition myself, sexual attraction would be the level of almost energy there is between you and a person in a sexual sense, right? So when you meet somebody, you can definitely find somebody very attractive, but is there that sexual attraction? Do you feel sexually attracted to that person and vice versa with them and you? But in sexual chemistry, is once you're past that sexual attraction? How is it when you're actually with that person? Now it's established, there's a flirting involved. Because my thing is, you can definitely feel sexually attracted to someone. Just understands that that person, I don't know. When you get on Grindr, right, and you go send, you exchange news with somebody on the apps, you can definitely be sexually attracted to somebody just based on the picture. But when it comes to sexual chemistry, that's something that you'll only, in a way, be able to find out when you get to meet the person, right? I'm feeling, ever since last episodes, I feel so, um, missed with the glasses in the computer when I go online and I look up <laughs> the definitions, because when you look on sexual what is sexual chemistry right in terms of definition very well mind mental health AC. so when you have that immediate physical attraction to someone that is a sign of sexual sexual chemistry there go physical attraction your palms sweat and you have shortness of breath you're drawn to someone quickly to and often intensely sexual chemistry is ob- is usually obvious at the beginning of a relationship it is an important component of many relationships all right now, let's go back to my definition itself. Because the reason why I'm deciding to start the episode in the sense of sexual chemistry and sexual attraction is because sex beyond gender and genitalia, which, not sadly, but which is today's episode in the sense that if I was to speak from experience, last week was about queer heterosexuals, but this week it is a more queer rhetoric itself, right? As non non-binary person, I can only speak from experience in the sense that I have been... I would say blessed enough to be able to date in different pools of people, and understand gender expressions of, pe- expressions of people, because, you know, whether you like it or not, I always say it's, a, it's you know, it's, gender is a construct. A lot of things are construct. Race is a construct. However, we cannot act as if these things are not really guiding and ruling the world around and within us in a way. So when I think of the, of the people that I was able to date, the people that I was able to really get in contact and relationships with over the years, it was a full mix of people that either saw me for my gender expression, saw a certain type of gender expression variant that I have at certain moments and they really clung into that, or just people that really didn't care about the gender or the gender expression or whatever I was in at that moment and just like me for my energy or maybe the sex that we had. So there's so many different ways of really dissecting your um, dating history in a way, when you really have a broad pool of dating, of dating uh, partners. Because my thing is, uh, and I'm really trying to pick my words carefully, because you know I believe in choosing your words carefully so you don't have to apologize. I hate being held accountable. <laughs> That's why I always make sure what I say is right, and I thought of it seven times. But there's no other way of saying this, especially when after talking to so many of my friends. And I also have my friend Alice that's about to call around maybe 30 minutes or so from now. She's going to read us a poem of hers about this topic. Because there's this understanding that now and this age of queerness, you know, there's like a definite push for trans folks within queer spaces to be at the forefront, right? We're all aware for the most part of the fights, the contributions, the sacrifices, trans people, non-binary, gender, conf- gender non-confirming, gender fluid, you know, the entire umbrella term i um, have laid down for us as a community. But we're also at a part, I feel, where now queerness is so fashionable, in a way. Queerness is the thing that everybody wants to be, everybody wants to have. Everybody wants to feel, not cis-hat. Because cis-hat and the broad fight, the way it's really laid down, It's it's funny, but like I said last week, it's almost as if Straight people are now feeling like they're the bad guys. And queer people are, you know, are the good guys. So not everybody wants to be on our side. My thing is, there's no good, there's no bad. I've always said, it's okay to be straight and it's okay to be gay. And I'm sticking to it and I'm sticking by it. It's okay. And it's okay to be bi. <laughs> See? It's okay to be whatever you want to identify yourself as. It really is. But it's not okay. And it's also okay to need the time to figure out what you want for yourself or how you identify yourself because everything is a journey you're dating your sexual experience and your love life as well as your gender identity and discovering yourself as a person is a journey everything about life is a journey because your first relationship is with yourself that's why you are always trying to figure out the next move in your life and there's nothing wrong with it because that's the way life works but when we're starting to have an issue when i'm starting to have an issue is when, you're, when people are trying to force a certain narrative upon themselves, if we go back to what I said earlier about sexual chemistry and sexual attraction, it is totally understandable to, let's say, for example, as a gay man, you feel sexual attraction, and I'm going to use my stuff for an example, right? You feel sexual attraction towards me. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's totally understandable. I would never and never in hell be the type to get mad and upset and question somebody I, at why they find me attractive. Honey, I, mean, I don't really need to know why you find me attractive. If you find me attractive, it's a fact you find me attractive. That's fine. Love it. Love to hear it. I also find myself attractive. <laughs> so when I'm hearing that from people, you know, from different um, sexual orientations, I really don't mind. I've heard straight men tell me they found me attractive. I've heard gay men tell me. tell me, me they found me attractive. And I heard... I've heard pansexual men and bisexual men and, you know, and I've heard women and people of all types of gender expressions and gender identities. Because I do believe that sex is beyond gender or genitalia. That's my personal belief for it. Because I do not limit myself, my sexual expression, and the way I live my life to fit either my gender or my my set of genitalia. To me, that is kind of crazy and i would never necessarily expect that same kind of behavior that same kind of you know gender expression based on or in relation to their set of genitalia from my partner i do believe that not knowing because once again not knowing you can definitely meet somebody and not know what which is so crazy to think of but you can definitely meet someone and not know what kind of genitalia they have it happens to people every day simply because you simply don't know <laughs> There's simply no way of telling. And it's totally okay to be fully 100% honest with yourself and understand that, understanding that, you know what, as much as I find that person attractive, I have never been with somebody that doesn't have a dick, for example. And that kind of scares me. And that's totally fine. Nobody's asking you to jump straight into something and not feel comfortable. I think we're understanding as a community, as a group of people, and as a society that sex is enjoyable when the But everybody, anybody involved feels comfortable. Sex is enjoyable when people feel safe. So I promise you that as a trans person myself, as a non-binary person myself, none of us, I mean, I can, you know, I'm saying this now, but then again, you hear those crazy stories on the web. (laughs) But I can promise you from the people that I know, the trans people that I know, you know, personally and directly, I promise you that none of us would rather you jump into having sex with us if you're not ready. Instead of you having those conversations with yourself. And then coming up to us with your full thought. Reflection towards yourself as to what's going on. And then we can have a conversation. Because when it comes to sexual attraction, right? We're going back to the text I read. But when, when it comes to sexual attraction, more does yours lay. Beyond gender or beyond genitalia. Because if I'm to use the gay man example, right? Because the reason why I was so excited to do this topic, and I'm really getting back in the bath right now. Right? Like I told you I took a week because I needed, you know, some time to myself. And I needed some rest, and I'm still kind of... Now I'm feeling under the weather because at the beginning I wasn't. I just needed some mental rest. But now I'm getting back in the little Ask Miss Chris bath. So let's get into it. When it comes to sexual attraction, where does yours lay? Because if we use the gay man, right? I've been using the gay man as an example. It's fully understandable that you feel sexual chemistry with someone that would resonate physically and what you would look like in your previous partners, right? So if your previous partners were, I don't know, because I'm using myself for, for an example, as an example. If your previous partners were t- um, black Latino twinks, <laughs> a bit feminine, I don't know, under 5'10 of a certain body type. Then sure, it would make sense that you it would make sense that you find me attractive because that fit and that body description, that is who I am. Yes, but for you to then decide to walk around, and all of a sudden, change your whole way of seeing yourself as you know what, I might be bisexual because Chris identifies as a girl. Bam, I am different. I'm not gay. I'm bisexual i'm pansexual don't you understand i'm into a non-binary t girl oh my god my my narrative is different my narrative is totally different but my thing is you found me attractive not knowing what my gender identity or gender expression was in that moment the moment you saw me right but when we get to really know each other because let's say i give you a chance right let's say we give you let's say you give me a chance and who knows and now we decide to really get into, get into knowing each other, get into the moment, get into the sexual chemistry of it all. And that's when you realize, I am a girl. <laughs> I am a girl. This is not make-believe. This is not just something on a paper. This is something that you feel different because I don't give you the poor energy that usually you're used to in your partners. And even if you're not a gay man, because the same can be said, because I said recently, I want people to understand that it's okay. It's totally okay to not say but it's totally okay to understand for yourself that you know what? At the end of the day, I've only had sex with cis people and that's what I really gravitate towards. It's okay to understand that for yourself. It's okay if you're not into if you're not into gender variant type of people, right? If you like your gender identity the, the gender identity of your partner to match with their genitalia. To me, that tells me that you're pretty, you know, shallow-minded. It doesn't leave much space for expansion, but that's on you. And I'm not here to judge. Because that's what you like, and that's for yourself. Understanding that is fine. Like I said maybe five, ten minutes ago, it's okay to be gay. And it's okay to be straight. Because it reminded me of what my friend Ebon said. Let me see if I still have the screenshots, because I can't remember it by heart, but having the screenshots would be quite helpful. Mm, not the group chat going off <laughs> but anyways mm, no I don't seem to be having it right now it's okay I'll read it by heart from by memory to you guys so basically what my friend Yvonne said that was so funny she said gay men finding me attractive and then deciding to call, to call themselves pansexual or bisexual even though they have no real interest and in building any relationship with me or any woman for that matter brings me back to the topic of today because my answer to that back then which <laughs> was funny because a lot of the girls a lot of the people online because my girl Eva, is from new york so a lot of people from her people in new york they kind of reposted it and stuff and people liked also what i had to say about it because what i said and I st- i'm sticking by it i said people want to be queer socialista revolutionaries so bad you want to be different mm. you don't want to be a faggot you want to be a bisexual man because that's the thing that's the real thing let's get into that because see now i'm being i just had an epiphany i had to go to tiffany's and order to nikki now you see because a lot of these men a lot of these boys a lot of people that identify as boys maybe queer man for example you use i have a feeling that sometimes it's as if you guys use that bisexual identity sexual uh pansexual sex, p- maybe identity as a way to claim and to you know what a certain set of masculinity almost because now you're dating a girl and that's different because you really get to be the boy but my thing is you can clearly tell when the sexual chemistry is liking or not fully clicking because what you want is a man you're getting involved with somebody based simply on the set of genitalia that they have and anyway almost disregarding their gender identity and gender expression because they're you like the way their body looks you like the way their voice sounds but yet when it comes to building a real relationship and it's so funny because if i'm to use another example without naming anybody I, had, I was talking to a friend recently and she was telling me that she was dating this guy whatever and her and this guy you know they were really in, involved involved involved. there was no sex though it was really like a almost platonic almost just fusional kind of relationship right But that guy, as much as they were seeing each other on such a regular basis, he never had sex with her, but he was having sex on the side with another gay boy. But yet, it was a constant back and forth. He would spend mad time with my sis, right? All the time in the world. But then, see somebody else on the side and see maybe other people on the side. I don't know the full story. I don't want to say something that's not true. But all we know is that they were not having sex. But then, what I want people to understand also is you deciding to Id- idolize and use trans people and your you know development and decide to see us as something that is so beyond you know beyond the sexual you know it's it's it's, it's so it's so because I wrote it I wrote something listen to this but to Id- to idolize and use trans folks as guys and your own personal def- development whether it be sexual or simply growth as a human being You disregarding me as a sexual being in preference of quote-unquote respecting the sacredness of our relationship by waiting for the right time is not transactivism. Because it makes me think, because you know the proof is in the pudding. Uh, Ladies, gentlemen, and non beanies let me tell you at home, let me come closer to the mic. The proof is in the pudding, the proof is in the pudding, and you read between the lines. Because let me tell you something, I have another example for you. Another friend of mine. Started dating this straight guy recently. She's the first trans girl he's ever been with. Honey, kabam, three—I think three months is all it took. Less than three months. One date was all it took for him to be like, you know what? When she told him, he said, "That's fine. I'm willing to. I'm, I'm willing to try because I really like you." And that's what really pushes. What drives me crazy because I'm like, why is it so easy for certain people? Because I know the same stories with straight women. That have been dating trans men and it was no no no-brainer for them one date one moment was all it took even though they had never been with with a trans person before they had never been with somebody that didn't have that the same cell genitalia them. but still and that moment they felt you know what I really like this person and I this is not what I'm thinking of right now I'm thinking of getting to know that person so yeah I'm down and then I kept on thinking why is it so easy for some people and not for others like I said, the proof is in the pudding, and it's very simple, it's because these people want to. As as simple as it is, <laughs> these people want to. Because when somebody wants something, they go for it. And I'm maybe only speaking from experience, because that's how I live my life. When I see something that I like, when I see something that I want, I go for it. I don't sit waiting for it, I go for it. But it would be kind of funny and you know, ironic, especially since at the beginning of the episode I said. Everything is a journey. People take their own time to find out themselves, and people really, you know, not everybody's moving at the same pace. Not everybody's moving at the same rate. In the sense that you might not be in where you see yourself in terms of who you are, understanding and discovering who you are, at the same pace as I took to discover myself. It might take you more than five. It might take you another five years. It might take me another ten years to get to where you are spiritually and your understanding of the world. Maybe I have more to learn. Everything is a journey, but. What I'm really getting from this kind of exp- this kind of reality is that the people that I know that I've been dating trans people all of a sudden, they wanted it because they were not fixated on a gender identity based on genitalia. They were not, because my thing is, if we go back to the example of a gay man, you're into me and certain people because we have penises. You're into me and certain people because we have a certain body type. You're into me and a certain set of people for a whole lot of different reasons. But what you seem to not be able to understand is that you don't really want to build any type of relationship with somebody that is not a man and you just and you refuse also to admit that to yourself which is anyway you disregarding my gender identity and expression for your own personal story development so you can be more than just a homosexual person or more than just a regular straight guy because let's get into the straight, and i've been going hard on the oh wait side note oh my god let me i've been going hard let me post let me take that in mind oh my god that's so funny okay so yeah isn't that crazy i just got pictures on a side note side note little segue on the radio <laughs> on air honey it's official <clears throat> so basically i did a shoot for Linger de feet over the summer and that's so crazy oh i'm gonna go take pictures in front of this so if you are on saint catherine and if you want to go at lucam um le there's a big old picture of me in the storefront window right next to the van hoot i am gagged it's from the cruising utopia series by Voligny. it was oh my god i'm so happy but anyways i'm gonna repost it on my story but yeah let's get into the streets because i've been going hard on the gays and you know and i could go i couldn't go hard on the non-binary girls too because let me tell you something miss ladies a lot of you girls are acting as if everybody is t for t it's okay to say that you're not t for t it is totally fine nobody's gonna jump you for it like i said knowing what you like sticking by it and not wasting people's time is the actual way to go now that to me is trans activism because i think of a good friend of mine right i'm not even gonna name his name because this episode is not about to put people on blast or whatever but this friend of mine he's a gay boy he's gay 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 and he always told me how he was a dumb top and everything dumb top and i was like okay okay, a gay dumb top i see where it's going i see where it is and then he always thought he was so cute and i told him one day i said i asked him i said would you be down and he said i find you very sexy you're very pretty but i'm not really into girls And that dawned on me and I said, you know what? This is a smart one. This is a smart one. Because like he said, I find you very sexy. Because I do fit a body type that you would have sex with. But like he said, he's not into girls. He knows it wouldn't work. He don't want to be all up in the bed with a woman. That's not his ministry. He needs a big man. And if if it's not a big man, he needs a boy. That's what he needs. He needs a twink. And see to go back on the straight, because that's where the gays, straight and the non binaries I'll jump you girls all up in, <laughs> everybody's getting it tonight, when it comes to the non-binary girls, my thing is, it's okay to say that you're not t for t it's okay to admit for yourself, that you've only been with, straight, with cis people, nobody's going to make a fuss about it, why do you think, that your gender identity, being queer, in a way, would equate to your sexual orientation, being queer also, uh, let me let me spell it out for you. A lot of trans people are fully straight. And the sense that they'll go with a trans man, they'll for trans women, right? They'll go with trans men, they'll go to cis men, but don't ask them to be with a girl. So it don't matter that you have a penis if your gender identity is the one of a girl, it's not for them. They are into men. And I'm saying this because I know a lot of trans women that have been with cis men and that I've been with trans men because what they like is a man. And they're honest enough with themselves to admit that. Because once again, I know a lot of femmes that are N2T girls also their are T4T. But just like I said, not every T girl is for that lesbian shit. (laughs) Not every T girl is for that T4T in that way. It's so important for people at home, for people all over the world to understand that as much as gender identity is so broad, the same can be said for sexual orientation simply because if sexual orientation is based in a way on sexual of gender identity or sexual representation because you have to be attracted to what you see or what you feel then why couldn't it be as broad you can't just it's so annoying because oh let me get on the straight people because let me tell you something you think is a lot of you might think that this is trans activism oh wait a damn minute i did something instagram uh instagram baddie 101 because you know i hate the influencer term i'm not an influencer i always said instagram baddie at at first (laughs) that's how i came up in the game but when you post something honey if you look at something never post it right away take your time especially if you're doing something else because i just posted the picture but i needed to write something with it Mm -mm -mm. so post when you're ready and we have your full attention that's how you use social media (laughs) but back to the topic at hand it's so annoying because this is not trans activism you this you thinking that You're respecting a trans person by not having sex with that person is not trans activism. You're disregarding them as a sexual being. Yet, you can have sex with a plethora of gay men and, and cis women. You're bisexual, right? You can have sex with a plethora, you can have all these experiences with so many different people, but yet... A trans person is where you need it to be sacred because you see you, you're developing your growth and you're learning so much because that's something that I've learned and my friends have heard. And that's something that is crazy to me because I'm like, honey, you can to respect someone and someone to have sex with them. What are you telling me? That the moment you have sex with me, you're not going to be able to respect me? Or that your respect is based on the fact that we're not having sex? But the same going to be said with other people so you're having sex with. You're having sex with these people and you still can and respect them. Proof is in the pudding. You're dating them. This whole notion that you can't get with a trans person or a non-binary person or a gender-variant person or somebody that has a, you know, dolce shebang, the umbrella term. This whole notion that you are trying to get to and know and that you're scared, and it's bullshit. Because once again, if you wanted it, you would know deep down that you really wanted it. And it's okay. Because like I said earlier, journey. Keyword, journey. It's okay to understand it's your journey you might not be ready. But what the hell are you doing dating people if you're not ready? Because you're not ready to have those conversations with yourself. Now you're letting these trans folk and these non-binary people all up under the umbrella a LA, LA, <laughs> at home, sitting at home wondering, are they the problem? Is it them? Are they not girl enough? Are they not men enough? Are they too different? Are they too, are they too genderqueer? Or do you feel uncomfortable with them in public? Now you're letting them wondering and all these type of things. Is it because of their genitalia? Now you're making them twice as dysphoric as they already are. Simply because you don't want to have those conversations with yourself. You're trying to build yourself into self-development. That's crazy. Who uses people to really discover themselves? Who does that? And that's why I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited for the next week part of this episode. Because like I said, I'm having the bisexuals and the pansexuals. Because I feel like these people are people that can truly have that conversation with us. Because these are people that I know, don't really give a fuck what type of gender and what set of genitalia or gender identity comes along in the package. They go with what they find attractive and the energy that comes with it. You could be a man of all shapes and sizes. If you come with the right masculine energy for them, they might give it up to you. And the same is for the feminine energy and the same is for the non-binary energy not being within any binary. The people that I'm bringing up next week are people that I know from their dating history have dated a broad type of people. And I knew they never had to sit at home wonder. I knew they never had to sit at home and question themselves and the world and, and our society and, and because 'cause I've heard a whole oh, I've I've heard it all and you know, that's telling people's and people's business. <laughs> and that's why I'm on the radio talking. But that's the being the whole ask Miss Chris in Montreal. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Oh yes, I've re- people have equated it to their mother relationship and how i was with their mom and that's why they can't be with a girl and they're more comfortable with men and i'm like this sounds like a whole crack of bullshit to me this sounds really crazy this sounds really crazy i'm i'm stopping you right here this sounds really crazy this sounds really crazy because i'm telling you one thing me and my parents right let me use myself as an example once again i know myself so well me and my parents. I don't talk to my mother. I don't talk to my father. I wouldn't say I have any daddy or mom, mother issues. I don't. I have a great mother called Elle Barbara. She's my house mother. She's been taking care of me. I don't really have a father figure. I'm in my own business. I don't, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know the correlation. That's the first thing that came to mind. I'm my own business. you know. And as much as I have, let's say, a weird enough relationship with both parents, and both of my parents were men and women and cis, and sis, so... And I have transparent. So, as much as I had a weird relationship with both gender identities and expression, I still end up dating people of the whole different set of gender identities nowadays. I feel just at ease because I was thinking of it recently. I was telling my friend from dating, let's say from just dating around and being a polyamorous person, the kind of energy and the that I give and that I get from the people that I'm dating is not the same that I give for everyone, simply enough because I don't be dating the same kind of gender and gender expression. That's all. That's simply all, and why? Because I found these people attractive, and I don't really, I don't really care that these people show up in a dress. And I don't really care knowing what is under that dress, and I'm about to go down to it. <laughs> and I'd like to know, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite nosy. I'm quite nosy in that sense. Mm. It's just crazy. No, let, let me finish the paragraph because there's the last part of it. Caramba. This episode is getting me heated because it's something, it's a subject that I have got, I have learned to really experience ever since I was maybe what? 17 years old? Yes, 17, let's say 18 years old, when I really started defining my own gender identity and discovering myself. That's when I started realizing. not People are really focused. Oh, we have a caller. I think it's my girl, Araceli. Let me see. You're good? Araceli, is that you? Let me see the phone, raising up the volumes. Hello? Hello? Yes, who is this on the line? Now we get to hear you. Yes.
1: It's Araceli.
0: Yes, Araceli. So I told the people you have a poem for us.
1: Yes, I do have a poem for all the girls yes. and all the they, mm. and all the he, hens with the pussy, you know?
0: Exactly, the revolution. So
1: it's from my own personal experience. Maybe some people will relate to it. Some people will grab some parts of it. Um, But it starts from my own experience. So it's very personal and it's really raw. That's all I have to say.
0: Okay. I'm listening. I'm so excited.
1: Okay. So here it goes. Um, The title is called The Fine Line Between Bare Desirability and Biological Fantasy is Thin and You're Stepping Right on It. Okay. And it goes like this. Yeah, I have a dick. Yeah, I'm sexy and dress, Yeah, I flaunt my ass at the club. Yeah, you can rub on it. But no, I am not your mother, not your sister, not your savior, not your concept. I can decide if I am that or not. I can decide if I owe the contradictions. If I feel like a weird mythical goddess, I own and possess it. If I feel like a mother, it is my decision, not yours. The moment you conceptualize me, I've aborted the concept before it is even born. The split second you project a figure in onto me, I've taken, emptied, burned, and washed away every single particle that made it up. What I am concretely, though is all of those things here. Fat migration, mm. a promiscuous clit, a beautiful ego, small hairy pit, a vagina asshole, warm glossy lips, luscious hair, f- fragrant armpits. What does those words bring out in you? Do they disgust you or attract you? Are you sure of what you want? This tough mystery made of violent vulnerability, those razor bonds unraveling our sharp cunts. Can you handle them? Can you handle the implications? Can you handle the trespassing of thresholds? Can you handle mutation? Can you? Mm. Can you? So be careful about what you wish when you rub on that bus at the club. Think hard and then even harder because the fine line between their desirability and biological fantasy is thin, and you're stepping right on it.
0: Oh, I love this, especially the last part. see, thank you so much. And do you thank mind you if for I? Of course, and if I piggyback on it, because this gave me a whole other thing I want to bring up. Um. Do you give me the permission to bring your poem as a conversation? <laughs>
1: As a conversation,
0: as a conversation for the whole situation, honey. Because your poem is inspiring, and the last part I want to say something about it. But you don't have to stay on the, yep. on the air. Thank you, Milo. I'll see you soon.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate for having me on the show. Of course, baby, always. And you can use the last part and go on.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Nothing.
0: All right, everybody. So the fine you line, bet- and- mm, the fine line between. Thank you, Josh. The fine line between bare desirability and biological fantasy is thin and you're stepping right on it. <sighs> so true. So true. So true. Fine line between desirability and biological fantasy. Because that's the thing that we really, at the end of the day, it's something that's... Because the way I see this, this last line, think of it, right? We have we have fought so long as a society for for people to understand that sex and gender are two different things. Right? Your genitalia and your gender identity are two different things. They have nothing to do with one another, nothing to do whatsoever, whatsoever. But it's also understanding that I don't know. I feel like we touched upon it so well today. It's maybe I didn't have much to say about it, but just wanted to use as a closing part because that part really struck with me. The fine line between bare and biological fantasy is thin. And you're stepping right on it. So what I'm really trying to get on with that episode right for this week. Everybody at home listening? If you felt like this was, you know, something that you could relate to. If you felt like whatever and I know about it. My thing is this. It's time in 2022 going to 2023. We are about to walk up into 2023. Can you believe it is time for all of us to have conversations with ourselves. It is time for all of us to understand that we have no real business going to try and build relationship with people when we haven't had a clear, laid foundation for a relationship with ourselves. It is time for us to understand that if you don't know, it's okay. But you shouldn't use people as a gateway to know yourself in any sense of the term. It's okay to be with someone that will show you a different vision of the world, right? Often that's what happens when a lot of cis people and non-trans people, they get to meet trans people or queer people. You get to understand the world differently. And that's totally fine. That's, that's to tell us old as the world. You know, trans folks and queer people have been in so many different cultures seen as healers and people that were here to teach and show the greater things in life in a way. So it's, you know, story as, uh, tell us all as old as the world. But it's also okay to understand that That work should be done with yourself at first. It's okay to understand that you might be sexually attracted to someone. But you don't have the range. (laughs) You can say that about yourself, you know. Just say you don't have the range. I still think of that gay friend of mine. He said it so clearly, so directly, and without a no-brainer. Yeah, but I'm not into girls. And when he said that, I said, bitch, I know that's right. Because that was on me. Even me, somebody that likes to think that I'm so... I'm illuminated when it comes to those issues me thinking that a person because that person was a dumb top rough and thinking that he would be into anything that's submissive anyway because he would equate femininity with submission but no he he won't equate femininity with anything in the bedroom because that's not his business that's not his ministry he don't want no girl. you can be a sissy sub that's not his thing he likes a boy he likes a man and he knew that for himself because he did the work right it's crazy. Some people really have it down. And once again it's a story as it's a tell as old as well. Everybody's journey is different. You might know very, very early on that you're fully bisexual. It might have been something you always knew for yourself. And that's why I'm excited to have my guest next week. Maybe they'll be able to help us touch upon that. But it might it might be something that you always knew for yourself. Just like you know you always knew and you will know and you will always know that. You're a straight person, and you're a straight man, and what you like is vagina, and what you like is girls. So you don't want, that's what you want, you don't have the range, that's fine, that's that's your business, sir. Nobody at CKUT is coming down on you. <laughs> We're supporting of everybody. And the same can be said for gays and lesbians, you know. It's okay to say, you know what, I don't really mind what kind of genitalia you have, as long as you're a boy. And the same can be said for the girls. I don't care what genitalia you have as long as you're a girl. Because if you're able and if you know for yourself that you're not about to equate somebody's gender identity with their genitalia. Or you're not about to disregard somebody's gender identity and preference of their genitalia. Because that's the real issue. Not the real, but that's another one of the real issues. And that's something that I want because we have, what, seven minutes left? That's something that I want a lot of queer people to understand. Listening is, it's okay, it's really okay. It's really, I promise you, it's okay to know that for yourself. Not everything is a big uphill battle. You don't have to force yourself into creating relationships with people of different gender identities or with different set of genitalia that you've never had intercourse with or whatever. Just as childish and as, you know, really primal as a problem it sounds, it's okay to do the work within yourself. If you know You're not ready to be with a girl because honestly you're gay and that's too much conversation for yourself to have that's fine but understand one thing you should be leaving anybody that identifies as a girl alone even like the point of acid he said even if your dick gets hard looking at that person in the club you know you have no business being with a girl so why are you reaching out to her what are you trying to make happen you are not into girls that has nothing to do with your gender identity Because you could be gay, you could be non-binary, you could be a trans man, you could be a trans woman. If you're not into girls, you are not into girls. You will not be into a girl with a penis. I promise you that. If you know deep down, you are not into girls. You can definitely still have sex with that person. But what I don't want you to do, and what I don't want people to do at home, and everybody, everywhere around the world, is to act... Like, this is a bigger conversation that they're having with themselves. What you're doing is disregarding that person's gender identity and preference of and Italia, period. And the sooner you can have that conversation with yourself and with that person, maybe I can get somewhere. Because I promise you another thing too, and that's something that I talked about with a lot of my non-binary friends. <clears throat> when it comes to having sex and some gay spaces, right? We know what it's giving. We know how life is. As fucked up as it is, a lot of people still equate your genitalia with your gender identity. As fucked up as this, so a lot of people will find you attractive based on, oh, you know what? This person was born with this gender assigned at birth, and I'm into this kind, of body, this kind of body type. So yes, this is what I want. Fully disregarding that this person might not be a girl or might not be a boy. People will do that. People do it all the time. That's why a lot of the girls do sex work. A lot of people get into sex work. A lot of people get into all different, you know, type of sexual expressions because, like I said, sexual orientation, expression, and liken- likeness is very broad. People are into a lot of things. But I want you at home to do the work for yourself, to be honest with yourself. Be honest. And no, I'm not going to play that song by George Smith. <laughs> I'm not playing that song. can't stand that song. <laughs> be honest with yourself Truly So we can all be happy So there's no more There's no more heart broken, brokenness Brokenness in the club So there's no more Hard feelings It's okay Cause I'm thinking of myself Once again I can only use myself as an example Why? Because I know myself so well <laughs> And I can only use my experiences based on the whole broad dating history, in a way, that I've had in terms of gender identities and expressions. I know a lot of people that I was involved with saw me for a certain thing. A very clear, very not fluid certain gender or certain expression that I had myself in, and they were comfortable with the other expressions that came with it. Keyword, comfortable. Because that's the other thing, like I said earlier, people can have sex with people not knowing their gender identity. And that happens all the time. And a lot of these people, they will somehow feel still comfortable, depending on what kind of gender identity you present yourself as in the near future with them. Simply because these people don't really care about what is your gender identity. It's just really like you, who you are as a person or the body that you're in. I wish for a lot of, for all of us that we meet somebody that likes us for the, for both who we are inside and outside. Even though for some people it doesn't mean gender, some people are able to appreciate anyone in a romantic way, no matter their gender, no matter their gender or their gender identity or gender expression or whatever, or in the words of Rihanna recently, gender appropriation. You know what? I'll keep the rest for the next episode. Let's finish on that one. Gender appropriation. Let's keep on a light note because this episode was so heavy almost. But let's keep it up on a light note. Gender appropriation, honey. I am a, I'm a, lady. I am a lady of all gender appropriations. Re, what I'm saying is the next friend T-Show. I need to be represented, representing the gender appropriative girls. <laughs> Baby, they ain't seen enough appropriation yet. <laughs> I'm about to appropriate the whole spectrum. You ain't seen it yet. Shout out to Rihanna. Shout out to Rihanna, but also shout out to Rihanna's writer. Well, she has a name of her own, Miss Sizza. Because Miss Sizza came up with a new album, honey. When I'm telling you, SZA is my girl. I'm losing my voice just thinking about it and talking about it. SZA is my girl. Ooh, Siza is my girl. Because you know I don't fuck with another girl. And I hate to pit women against each other. But it's the R&B game. I don't play with the other one. I won't even mention her name. I, I, I give her a moniker. Winter Runner. Read between the lines. Spring Jogger. That's another one. A false swimmer. Anything but to say Summer Walker. <laughs> I said all these three names. So I don't play with her. I like Siza because Siza is a messy girl that's aware of it. You see, that's Miss Chris' show. Ask Miss Chris is about being messy, but being aware of it and wanting to change and wanting to have conversations about it. So that's why I love Siza. Do I have time for. The show might be cutting up soon because we have to play the next um, programmation, but why not play Kill Bill? Because that's my. Favorite song to, um, as of now on the album. So this is "Kill Bill" by Scissor. Love you guys and as Miss Chris, see you next week.